0: So let's talk about supporting independent media for only $1 a month. You can help finance the Elisa the Yarnista podcast at patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's only 25 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's P A T R E O N.com slash Elisa the Yarnista and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon only content like our pre and post shows behind-the-scenes looks, and special unused footage. And if we reach our $100 per month goal, we'll schedule a monthly live online hangout for all of our patrons. That's patreon.com slash LisaTheYarnista. Hello everybody and welcome to the Elisa the Yarnisa podcast, episode number ninety-one, Memorial Day weekend. My name is Mike. And by my side, as always, is Elisa the Yarnisa herself. How are you doing today, Elisa? I'm good. Yeah?
1: It's a beautiful day.
0: Is weather wise pretty much perfect, so hope everybody out there is having a good Memorial Day weekend. Or if you're listening to this like after Monday, you had a good Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. So it was pretty good. It was uh, Luckily, we have one halfway or one decent day this weekend because tomorrow is supposed to rain and then Monday is supposed to rain. So I was able to get out and replace the fence post that need replacing. And that was an ordeal because things are always an ordeal. I've, I've once again, or once again, my father has been proven to be the smartest man alive. Nothing is ever easy, Elisa. Nothing is ever easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's like everybody was telling me with a dishwasher, just, just get a new dishwasher. It's like three clamps and a hose. And I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. And then the guy that came to like install the dishwasher, that's what he does for a living. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this to work. You might have to call a plumber. And I'm like, this is why we pay
0: people to do things. Exactly. And yeah, it wasn't that expensive. So I got, so we have, well, as it turns out, we have more than one post. We have a privacy fence around the backyard because of course having dogs, it's super, helpful and nice because you can just open the door and let them go you don't have to you know go out with a leash or hook them up to a cable or anything like that and we put it up how many what 12 14 years 12 ago or 13 years something ago? something like that it was
1: the first summer we or no did we have the first winter here that i, I feel like we had the first winter that we were going out and we did it this spring, the spring the fall, so. the spring act like it was almost a year after we moved in
0: yeah but, I don't think it was the first summer. It's been a while. So it's, it's been, been 12 years. Yeah. So some of the posts, even though they're pressure treated and everything, there's there's a few that I found out are rotted through and falling down and the fence was a little crooked, which is not a good quality in a fence.
1: <laughs> which we discovered it when we went out to take pictures yeah. on um of my sand shore on Sunday. And I'm like, yay. And it's cold and I'm going to smile and I look yeah. over and I'm like... The fence is that leading. doesn't look like the right angle for the fence. No, it
0: definitely wasn't, and because there was one that I knew was getting a little, little not good, but apparently that one's not good, and the two to the left of it are also not good. I've I've discovered so I've got one done, three more to go, and it actually wasn't it wasn't that bad. the, the worst part about the whole thing was that when you put in because it's basically. I put up the whole thing, you know, 12 years ago, whatever it was, and I didn't didn't buy the big panels, just bought the posts, bought the uh, two by fours, bought the pickets, and then just assembled the whole thing because it's, I think it's cheaper that way and it's easier. I I thought it was easier.
1: Well, and you were saying too, it's easier to get it, yeah, it's easier to get a level because you can just kind of adjust as you go instead of having like big like jumps. If you have slopes, you can gradually slope instead of like.
0: Angle and I like that look a lot better than having kind of the big stair steps where you've got an eight foot yeah. section and then you know six inches down another eight foot section. But yeah, so it was actually not too bad until it came time to take some of the screws out, and I got all of the screws except for five. And I I knew this was going to happen, so I purchased a what do you call it, a, a little toolkit that I thought okay, so all these screws are stripped. It's a little tool kit that's going to help me get those stripped screws out of there. It was $10. It was on sale. I'm like, this is going to be perfect. Did it work? I'll give you one guess. Did it work, Elisa? No. It did not work at all.
1: Well, I, our mailman offered us his uh, high impact something or other to get the screws out.
0: Well, I've got a drill. That's not the problem. The problem is the screws are stripped. So what I did was I purchased a tool. <laughs> Something I've wanted for a bit, but I, there was no way these screws were coming out of there any other way. So I had to go and buy a, a, a sawzall. So
1: the sawzall that I saw in the garage that was new—that's
0: brand new—because I had to get those screws huh. or get the two by fours off of the four by four, and that's the only way it was going to happen. And even that took some doing. But so that and the whole thing. But other than that, it wasn't too bad. So I'm thinking when I have to go back and do the other two, it's going it to won't really- be. No, it's not going to go really fast or really easy. But it's it's going to be a lot easier than it would have been today, yeah. now that I know what I'm doing. But yeah, so nothing nothing is ever easy, and I know it. This is nope. I don't know. if This is more. It's probably more difficult than actually putting it in originally the first time, because you have to dig. Not only are you, because you have a post hole digger, you're not digging just one hole that's just big enough to put the post in. You have to dig all the way around it and pull the old one out and try to get the old the new one in, and so it's a whole thing.
1: But the fence isn't falling down now, so that's good. Well,
0: that part's not. The other, to the left of it is still a little uh, little wobbly, a little shaky, and hopefully I can get that done in the next, I don't know, soon. It's, it's not like a super emergency or anything like that, but I want to get to it before the whole thing collapses. Onto the fence behind us, the neighbor's fence, they probably wouldn't care for that. So for the last week, I've had our fence braced up against the neighbor's fence behind us, and <laughs> hopefully they were okay with that just I, along the base at the bottom well and i have fine. had
1: like I've, i have nightmares on a regular basis about our fence falling down why? and the dog's getting i don't know why i don't know why and i mean like panels of the fence have just fallen down and then when we were out there i'm like this is not going to help the situation no no
0: that's a terrible
1: it's a nightmare dream
0: yeah. so it is fine i mean the ones that are rotted are not that bad and once those two are replaced I kind of walked around all of them and like pushed them and stuff like that. And the rest are fine. I think the ones in the back, just they just get, get a lot. Of, lot they get a lot shaded. more sun, and oh. they, so they get. Oh no, they're they're direct sun all the time. So I think they get warmed up, and it holds the moisture with the plants and everything. So um. I don't know what it is, but yeah, when I when I cut the last screw with the all the whole thing just went boom, timber, and fell right down. But we should be good now for <laughs> for now. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on episode number 91. If you want to help us out here at the podcast, you can go to ElisaTheArnie.com over on the right-hand side and click on those Amazon affiliate links. And uh, from there, you go to Amazon, put stuff in your car, do your shopping just like normal. But when you check out, there's a chance that uh, Amazon will kick back a little commission to us over here at the show. And that allows us to pay for all the equipment we have here in front of us, including the microphones and the cameras and all that kind of good stuff. If you would like to participate in the program, you can, of course, send an email to podcast at aisa dot com. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, anything like that. If you have suggestions, we have our one hundredth episode coming up mm-hmm. soon in the next couple of months. We are uh, hoping to do something special there. If you have any uh, or we'll questions or suggestions, up. what's that? Or we'll just show up or, or we'll that's just special enough. we'll just show up and do the same thing we do every week. That's yeah, that's pretty special. But you can send an email podcast at elisa thearnista or find us on uh, Twitter and Facebook and all of Elisa's things, which is all there too. So, Elisa, what have you been knitting on?
1: Well, if you recall, I finished my sand shore.
0: I do remember that.
1: And then we went out and we took pictures. We did. And it was a cloudy day and was it or was it yes it was cloudy uh, and it was cold and i was trying to pretend that it wasn't cloudy right, and goosebumps. cold i had goosebumps and then there were clouds and it was very difficult to get like decent pictures yeah um and but i think they turned out fine though they look good the one it, it it's it's wisconsin and it's only may so i'm pale and then i was wearing a white tank underneath it so like yeah the whole entire front it kind of looks like i'm either wearing like one big shirt or no shirt or no
0: yeah because your skin kind of blends right it in blended with the right shirt. In.
1: yeah but um yeah i posted uh pictures on instagram and i'm hoping that um i'm hoping to get the um get a blog post up tomorrow about it cool so but um, you, did,
0: you did post pictures right yep. So, okay. yep
1: i posted pictures on instagram i haven't uploaded anything to ravelry yet i need to weigh it and everything so i'm not sure exactly how much yarn i used so um yeah, it fits really, really nice. So some tips for anyone that's using Kestrel or any sort of linen. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets washed, it seizes up and you're going to panic because... So don't panic. It looks like it's not going to fit. Um, but I sent it through the washing machine twice. Uh, when it came out, it looked like it was going to fit You know, a teenager. And... I laid it out and let it dry and um, it was still a little crunchy. And then I took it and I actually, I ironed it. I didn't like iron iron it, not like, because like Euroflax, you're supposed to iron because hmm. it gives it more drape and shine and everything. Um With this, I just took the, and then it was good to get rid of the side creases too. I just took the iron on um, the linen setting and then just kind of steamed over it. With um, with the iron, it helps everything kind of relax, and the stitches look better. Um, and then it just softens it too. Hmm. So, yeah, I think it looks nice. So you put
0: on like super super hot the linen and setting, steam it. Oh, there's a oh, that's convenient. It's it is hot. It's oh. a hot
1: setting. Oh really? But yeah, huh. yeah. There's a linen. It's 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 warmer than cotton.
0: That's fancy. Mm-hmm. You can tell how much ironing I do. I can probably None. count on one hand how many times I've ironed anything yeah. in my life.
1: I know. <laughs> So, yeah I'm it excited to me. I'm excited to get that all uploaded on Ravelry and everything and cool. do a blog post about it um the the pictures i the Logan came out for we we well we tried to take pictures in the front porch after I was like the the whole shirt issue, so we tried yeah. to take pictures in the front porch that didn't work out any better, so we went back out and tried to do a couple more outside and didn't get anything better that time, but we got—I got a couple pictures with Logan because he insisted on being in the pictures. Yeah. So
0: Well, he insisted by being by you. Yes. I don't think he knew there were pictures happening. We just wanted to be out and yep. hang out, and he's so, been in a really good mood like the last week. Yeah. He's had all kinds of energy. He wants to play all the time. Was that Thursday
1: night that he wanted to play like so bad? It was like ten o'clock at night, yeah. and they just kept playing and playing and playing. Yeah. So.
0: It was good. Yeah. And he's eating, he's eating Rollo's food. Yeah, at this he, point, if he's eating, I'm just going to let him go. Mm-hmm. He's lost a lot of weight in the last few months. And if he's going to keep eating, I'm just going to let him do it.
1: Yep. So yeah. So that's done. Um, what do we have now? Um, Oh, I am like mid row. So right now I am swatching for here. Let me, I'll back up. I'm closer to this end than the other end. So let me back up. So I'm working on a swatch for another linen sweater right now because I have to wash it and block it because the gauge is post-blocking. This is Quince and Company Sparrow, um, their fingering weight linen. Um, I'm swatching for, uh, what is it, Gilead, which is kind of like a... It's like a boxy kind of design to it, um, where it's it's like loose fitting. It has a little bit more shape in the neck, but then it has a, like a diamond lace panel down the front of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm swatching for that. Um, it's knit flat um, in pieces, well, the front and the back, and then it's seamed up. And then I think the sleeves are knit from the top down. They're just little tubes. So... Um, I'm hoping to have it done in time for Colorado, but I'm not thinking it's probably going to happen. So pretty
0: much your luggage is going to be like five sweaters that you are either knitting or have knit.
1: Um, they will either be knit or there might be one that I'm knitting on. I'm not going to take all of them with me. And this is something that I, I, I wound, I wind the linen. I always wind it into like an actual ball, um, because it falls apart. Like this ball here is even just falling apart right now. Um, but I wind it into a ball ball, um, and then pull from the out, from the outside. Um, but this one had actually a knot in it and I thought I was going to use it for, um, like some of the knock trim. Um, but then I decided to use it for, um, my swatch. So my, my swatch with my needles that I borrowed from my, um, my finder fade. So oh really? My find your fate is sitting That's right now on hold on the front porch. Well, I'm swatching. The pattern calls for a five, but I'm going to swatch with a four and a five, and then wash them both because I do my little uh, I do a little uh, yarn over pearl thing for um, what needle size I'm on because mm. you can't. It's hard to tell sometimes. So I do Zalda's technique where you do a yarn over for full mi- full millimeters, and then um well you do a yarn over and knit two together because you don't want to increase your stitches and then I do a purl for each quarter millimeter so I'm on a four which is a three and a half millimeter so I have three yarn overs and two purls on here so figure I'll knit like maybe like four or five inches and then I'll um what I do is I knit a wrong side row because then it divides it and then I I'm going to try a five and see how that works so but yeah so that's that's in progress and I thought I'd get it swatched because then I can um, get knitting. I can get it washed and dried, and then get working on it when Sir? I have time. Um, what else do I have?
0: Oh, a basket of goodies.
1: Well, not really. Whoops. What was that? Tape measure.
0: Oh, that was a loud tape measure.
1: Um, well, I'll talk about this one first. So I um I made some more progress on my Alpen hen. I have, I think, 20 rows before I divide for the um, front and back, so making some really good progress on it. Um, Yeah, I worked on this while you were getting set up for the podcast, so this is a lot of fun. I'm done with all my waist shaping. I ripped it back and I put all my waist shaping in there like I'm supposed to, so um, it will have some waist shaping now. Um but and then I measured and my rows I'm on I'm on target for where it should all end up. I don't think I've messed up any of the cables. I keep looking and making sure because I don't like having to drop and fix cables. But yeah, I'm getting awfully close to the dividing for front and back. The back's gonna go really I mean and it all goes so fast at that point because you take out your armhole stitches and then the back is just gonna be stocking at until I get up to the neck. So that I feel like I'm should be I feel like I should be using more yarn than I have because I got, I think the pattern, I think I needed six balls and I grabbed a seventh one just because I'm going to do the sleeves longer and do the ribbing on the neck longer. But I just joined my second ball like two inches ago. So I'm not sure.
0: So you're going to, you'll have like twice as much yarn as you actually need.
1: I feel like maybe the pattern like overestimated quite a bit. So we'll see. Mm. We, We will see better I'm than underestimating. Right. I I'm on gauge, so. And then this is kind of a secret project, but I don't think anybody's going to So these are these are sleeves.
0: Oh, it's not I mean it's kind of a secret I suppose, but
1: It's not the whole sweater.
0: Realistically, the person who will be receiving that sweater knows it's coming. They
1: know yeah. <laughs> they know something's coming. Something's coming. So, these are these are the sleeves. Um I did these in about an hour and a half at um Open Knitting the other night. Yeah. Or an hour. So um, I'm a third of the way because they're for a little person. So yeah. they're little people sleeves. And then I'll cast on the body and then I'll join it all together and um, knit the top. And yeah. So um, then I'm gonna, I have, yeah, I'm using uh, Sugarbush Bold for that.
0: you want to say what it is? I don't think you've said what well, it is. Well, it's,
1: it's a little baby sweater. I don't oh, know. that. Okay. Do I want to say? Is she going to? I don't want her to know. She not listen to the podcast. Um, I'm doing... Uh, antler by 10 can knits. So it's a, I, I knit a, a, an adult size one. Was that three years ago, two and a half years ago, um, for the shop. And I still haven't worn it. Um, it's still there. Um, uh, but this is the little, the little people version. It's a really fun pattern because you knit the sleeves and then you get the body from the bottom up and then, and there's no shaping on the body. So once you get done with the ribbing, it's just a bunch of stockinette until you get to a certain length. Um, and then you join it, and then you knit the, the cables for the yoke. So it's really fun. I have to figure out what to do for buttons. Yeah, You might have to help me pick out buttons.
0: I'm I'm good with buttons. I can you help are. with that process.
1: You are. So that's the other. That's all I really have going so on. So how long do you minutes. think that's
0: going to take you? In
1: Five seconds.
0: Yeah.
1: It's going to be done so fast. And right now it's more tedious than anything because they're like teeny tiny little circumferences that I'm doing magic loop two at a time. Yeah. I mean, it's like 32 stitches, so it's hardly anything. So, I would guess that I'll probably... I'm hoping I'll have it mostly done this weekend.
0: Cool. Mostly. Because we have a shower to go to in two weeks. two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. So, that's sneaking up. Are you taking that to the shower? Is that the plan?
1: That's the baby... Pre- that's the present for the shower.
0: Oh, got it. So with have to bring a present for the... Sh- do I have to do a present when the baby is born, too? How does that work?
1: I'm doing a present for when the baby is born, because this baby is going to get like, uh. yeah.
0: Like, everything will be knitted well, yeah. forever? No, you have
1: to take presents to a baby. Oh, that's right. So it's a co-ed baby shower. I've never been to a baby yeah, shower. Is. So Mike has never been to a baby shower because, you know, they're usually, you know, the thing that all the ladies get to go to. And this is a co-ed baby shower. So um, we have to come up with a couple games. and
0: uh, Yeah, we're in charge of games somehow. Yeah. So if you have any suggestions for games yeah. that are not dumb,
1: yes, send
0: us an email at podcast at elisathearnista.com.
1: <laughs> yeah, we. I I, I will not um, do anything that has to do with um, tasting baby food. Um, anything in a diaper, so no candy bars and diapers. I have an idea. I yeah,
0: have, I'm I, sure. have, I
1: have ideas, but yes, I'm open to open to stuff that like men and women can participate in. Yeah. Because you guys are going to have to be there, too. Yeah. I mean, You guys don't be... get to just sit outside and drink beer and then we have to eat candy bars out of diapers.
0: So at least me, or at least the father and I will be there. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I don't know who's going to be there. Well, I guess my dad will be there. I would hope. And I don't know much about beyond that. We'll see, I guess, who may show up and who may not. It'll be fun. Have you heard of anything? Do you know who's going to be there? like from his family maybe? I don't oh, know. Oh,
1: I bet um your cousin's husband is going to be there. Oh, yeah,
0: he'll probably show up.
1: Yep. And I bet you I bet your uncle's going to be there.
0: Well, yeah, we'll see. So,
1: yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. We'll make him play games.
0: Yeah, he's a big game he's player. He's a big game
1: player. <laughs> we'll
0: see what happens. <laughs>
1: Give him Uh, enough beers and he'll have fun.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Even without that, he'll have a good time. Yeah. So if you want to buy any of the things that Lisa just talked about, make sure you go to fireflyfibers.com, and you can uh, shop and buy and purchase. And then Elisa will ship it to you, and you can then knit the projects, whatever it is that you purchased. Uh, make sure when you do that, you put at least $100 worth of stuff into your cart, because when you do that, that will make you eligible for free shipping on that order. To get the free shipping, you do need to use an offer code. That offer code is free ship. You spell that F-R-E-E-S-H-I-P, and that'll get you free shipping on that entire order of $100 or more. Lisa's writing something. I don't know if it's if it's a, if it's something for me that I need to say. No, or if it's something it's
1: for something for me to say. And then oh, okay. I have to remind myself to do it. So um, we had we talked last week about the um, the Julie Aslan pop up shop.
0: Yes, we did.
1: And then the sale was going to be over. And then I had people that were like, oh, hey, I couldn't make it into the shop. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a bummer. I mean, the stuff's still there. But I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and extend it out for another week. Well, that kind of missed the whole podcast. Yeah. So um, because by the time anybody listens to us, the sale ends on Monday at 11.59 p.m. So I think what we're going to do is through what day, Mike? 11.59 the following Monday or the Saturday? Saturday? Sure. Okay, we'll do Saturday. Through. I don't know. (laughs) Saturday. What is next Saturday? The 3rd? I have a calendar right here. Yeah, next Saturday is the 3rd. Saturday, June 3rd. We'll do.
0: As you can tell, a lot of time and thought and preparation went into this this piece of the podcast. Let's
1: do 3 (laughs) p.m.
0: yeah that makes sense that's when the store closes
1: so when the store closes so through next Saturday June 3rd at 3 p.m. if there if you want it if you miss this the promotions um, for the pop-up stuff um, you can use and these are going to be special codes just for podcast listeners um, the to get we had the, the specials that we were running was 10% off of any of Julie's single skein yarns and then 20% off of Nurtured. So, to get 10% off of anything from like her regular single skeins, um, use offer code ATY for Elisa the Yarnista. A T Y pop up. P O P U P. That's fun. And then for Nurtured, um, to get the 20% on that, use A T Y and Nurtured. N U R T U R E D. Cool. So, there.
0: And yeah. that'll go through next Saturday the third at three PM.
1: Yeah, and I had somebody that called me yesterday and was it yeah, it was yesterday? Yeah. She wanted to know what she could make with um Julie's nurtured. She wanted something that was kind of woolly and um something that wasn't a superwash. So um I told her what I had been looking at and I actually posted it on Facebook. Um Winter Honey by Andrea Mowry is a beautiful shawl. There's a small version and a large version, and it's really, really pretty. It has great texture on it, and the nurtured would be perfect for that. Cool. So, but there, I will update that on the. I will have to update that on the uh,
0: Webster. There you go. Cool. So take advantage of that. Yeah. Something you get for listening to the the Elisa the to podcast that nobody else is getting. Only you, because you're we special don't. and you're fantastic and amazing.
1: Um, we don't have, uh, actually this will exclude the Lazy DK. Okay. So no Lazy DK, cause that's almost gone. And then we have the full batch coming in. So there isn't going to really be any pop-up stuff left on that. Got it. So everything except for the Lazy DK, but we have, um, we have a really, some of the stuff that we don't normally stock at the shop. We have, um, a really nice selection of, uh, Lazy Worsted, um, some sweater quantities in that. And then, um, hectos, which is the merino cashmere silk worsted weight that I think would be lovely for a hat. Really, really nice. Or some fingerless mats. Cool. But, and then lace too, cause it's lace season. So.
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that will go. You can use the offer codes that are there through Monday, I think. And then I'll have the, I'll set these up to start on i'll set it up right away
0: yeah might as well for anybody that that happens to be listening and or watching us yep. at this moment in time yep cool so i don't know if I just, i'm trying to think of a good segue to segue into either one of these things and i can't come up with anything since we're talking about knitting do you want to do i don't know what this is oh, what did i do oh my i don't know what's what this is all about
1: so someone asked me um my my friend um, asked me last, last week or the week before about what my thoughts are on winding yarn um, before you use it. Um, if you're not going to be using it right away. And if, if you know, cause I know there are a lot of opinions. It's like everything in knitting. There are a lot of opinions.
0: It's not just knitting. And, it's everything. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. Somebody's got an opinion on it.
1: And I don't want to get hate mail. Um, but honestly, if you you know, there are there are people that say absolutely positively, do not wind your yarn until until you're ready, until to, you're use ready to use it. Sure. And I I personally I don't wind my yarn until I'm ready to use it just because I don't know what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I like it sitting on the shelf in a in a in a skein or a hank and just sitting there and I can figure out what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. But the way that I wind the yarn at the store with our ball winder, the spindle on it is so large that the the balls that it winds it into, they are not like the, the yarn isn't stressed. And I think that's a lot of oh, like what sure. like people say, you know, they don't want, um, you know, to not wind it before you use it, because if you're winding it into a tight ball, then it's going to stretch the yarn out. So I think if you're, as long as it's wound into a loose, loose-ish ball, not like it's like falling apart. do yeah, you don't want it to fall and it's right. like
0: all over the place. But.
1: but yeah, our spindle is big enough so that when we pull it off and we stick the tag in there, there's still plenty, there's plenty of room for it to kind of like squish back in. Mm-hmm. So if you're using a hand winder at home, just go slower and put less tension on it. The faster you go, the more tension there is on it. And you can make some pretty hard balls of yarn if you're going too fast. Mm -hmm. And that's not good for it. Yeah. But yeah, just, yeah, keep it so it's nice and kind of squishy. But yeah, I feel like somebody posted something about that recently and I'm like, oh man, don't ever, ever. And I'm like, oh.
0: It depends. Like everything. every Yeah. Again, everybody has an opinion and I I totally get that. I understand why you probably wouldn't want to wind it up right away Mm -hmm. and let it sit like that for, you know, five or six years. Right. But depending on how it's wound, it's not going to make a huge difference. Yeah.
1: I don't think it does whatever
0: and that's your
1: opinion that is my opinion <laughs> so but yeah I have I have stuff that I had yeah I don't I haven't noticed any issues but
0: yeah
1: I mean what are you supposed to do when I have leftover yarn like all the yarn that I have left over from finder fade sure. that's all gonna go on the shelf it's already wound into cake so oh. it yeah people don't get your undies in a bunch
0: Ah, uh, not that big a deal It'll survive. The yarn will survive. Uh, how about we do? Nope, we do. Come on, button. Gonna move it on into some Canadian canoes. So this week. Uh, some sad-ish news. So Roger Moore, who most people probably will remember as uh, James, Bond. James Bond from 007. He did that for, I don't remember how many movies, but for like 20 years or something like that. He did forever. But when he started acting, apparently it was really hard to find acting jobs. He was not able to get roles and there were just not roles available. So he did a lot of modeling. He did a lot of modeling for knitwear, apparently. <laughs> so... And I'll put this in the show notes on, on the uh, podcast, the webpage at, at the web, at uh, least blog, but he did all kinds and I had to look this up to see exactly what he was doing, but all kinds of different, well, sweaters, obviously, mostly sweaters and scarves and, uh, like sweater vests and all kinds of fun stuff.
1: I wonder if I might have some of those, something that he's in. You think so? Possibly because so I mean, got a bunch of. These are
0: probably from the 50s. Yeah,
1: my grand when when my grandma passed away, I ended up with a bunch of her like pattern books. Huh. And yeah, they're from about that time.
0: That would be interesting. So I don't know, you know, if these were international things or if they were just things that were done in huh. England. Oh, I didn't see this one.
1: Oh, that's 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 really bad.
0: That looks pretty Health good. Vest. <laughs> I'm gonna wear that to the gym. So it's like a like a chain. That's mesh terrible. Mesh tank top and kind of underwear all in.
1: <laughs> he looks like he's wearing a diaper.
0: How do you get into that?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think that. I think the Not tank. one piece? I think he has like the bottoms on, but I think the top is like tucked. In, I don't know. Is it? Is it?
0: It's a mesh. So it's basically it's a mesh tank top, like an undershirt type tank top. And then it's got like an, a brief underwear type bottom.
1: That has mesh on it as well.
0: It's also mesh. Fortunately, the the front panel is not mesh. That looks a little a little more solid, <laughs> but the sides are mesh. And he's he's got a he's holding a dumbbell like he's like lifting a dumbbell above his head. It's called a health vest pants and panties. <laughs> if you find that, you should make that for me. I would wear that because it's hilarious. I'll, I'll wear that to the gym. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's re- I. That's crazy. Can I get a
1: visitors pass for the day so I can oh, watch yeah, you? For sure.
0: Right. I, they would probably let you in for free if if I wore that to the gym. It looks like Dick Van Dyke.
1: Mm-hmm. It does. I'm
0: pretty sure it's not Dick Van Dyke. It's got a. I don't know if that's Roger. Moore. I don't think that's Roger Moore. I think that's just some random guy that that snuck his way into the uh, Roger Moore knitted knitted garment modeling time period. Wow. <laughs> But, yeah, so unfortunately Roger Moore has passed away, but uh, his legacy of of modeling knitted crafts has has lived on.
1: That is very interesting.
0: The only other story that I found that was kind of worthy or worth uh, going over or looking at was uh, Knitted Garden is a big blooming success at Honiton's, Honiton's THG. Um, this one, again, obviously comes to us from the U.K. because, like 98.7% of our knitting news comes from the UK for some reason. I don't know why that is. Uh, but a huge woolen garden created by knitters young and old has landed at Honiton's Thelma Hulbert Gallery, THG. The life size knitting garden, garden is an exhibition called Blooming Marvelous and is currently touring the UK. More than 5,000 people created the garden, including families, knitting groups, schools, brownies, which I assume are like a Girl Scout thing right that's what brownies mm-hmm. are not like the, the the delicious dessert no they don't have hands in those with visual impairments and learning disabilities an intergenerational community knitting and crochet project it initially climbed crept and blossomed over three floors of bournemouth library the garden has also featured or was also featured on bbc's the one show So I was kind of hoping when I saw the headline that this would be something that would happen outside, like you'd walk through a garden with grass and flowers and things like that. But it's it's all indoors, and still, it looks kind of neat. And if 5,000 people worked on it, pretty amazing. And there's still time to get there. This runs through Saturday, June 24th. So if you want to go, or if you just happen to be in... Where was this? Bournemouth Library. I don't remember what the city was. But if you're there in the UK, the UK is not that big. You can drive from one side to the other and like four and a half minutes it's pretty small we can go check this out so the garden has involved people as old as 99 and children age two uh angela blackwell the curator said the gallery is blooming with flowers trees knitted picnic and all sorts of little animals and insects that's fun yeah it's cool so we got all kinds of flowers and things that are here some sunflowers big flowers little flowers all kinds of things all over the place
1: oh i like the poppy garland yeah um I don't know if she's still I don't think she's selling printed patterns anymore. Uh Noni designs does uh they are knitted flowers, but I think they're felted. So you knit them and then you felt them and they're really cool.
0: Yeah. So you can it's a pattern you can purchase?
1: I well, you know what? I will I will look. Cause I know she stopped doing printed patterns, so I don't know if she's still doing um I don't know if she's still doing uh if she's still doing if I, I would assume that they're still available um through Ravelry. No, and I no, come on, stop spell checking. I mean what I type most of the time. Not always though. I wish I could shut it off for Ravelry because nine times out of ten it spells stuff wrong. Mm.
0: I was going to play some hold music and then I was I was, I was sing- so nobody could hear this but I was singing the Jeopardy theme song in my head to fill in the silence and then I realized about 20 seconds into it I was the only one that could hear that that was happening and there was not something everybody else could hear that's how my brain works random things play all the time me. This one is actually playing so everybody can hear it this is not just Are in you my sure? head no I'm not sure actually which is frightening also kind of comforting and and fun cuz I like I like this song it's a lot of fun are you coming along there
1: It looks like you can buy the patterns on her website, but it looks like you might not be able to get them on Ravelry. Good to know. So, yeah, if you go, if you look up Noni on Ravelry, then everything kind of pops up on there. And then... um, you can... It'll link you over to her website. Yeah. They're not available on Ravelry. You have to get them from her website. So, yeah. We used, we used to carry the patterns at the, sto- at the store. Yeah. So, yeah. They're, it's pretty cool. She has some interesting bags. Um, yeah. Just kind of fun stuff. Ooh, there's a purse that has some... It's a felted purse with some fun fur at the top of it. Oh,
0: well, that sounds good. You should make a couple Take of those. Take out your
1: fun fur, people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of people listening to this may actually like the fun funfirm. Who knows? So. Let's <laughs> Marie talk about... just found the health fest. <laughs> yeah. All right. So actually, we to talk about one thing. I was going to hopefully we're going to do a video on this. but We may do a video taste test when it yeah. comes around to it. So did you I think you talked about or did you talk about what this was or where it came from? So a few weeks, no. well, back for your birthday. So yep. last year, we, I think we talked about the whiskey barrel that I got that turned into a disaster because all the whiskey disappeared.
1: For, yeah. But like then this an entire like big bottle of Jameson just disappeared. It's
0: gone. So this year, instead of doing that, I got some spiral. It was basically just wood that has different charred levels. It's mm-hmm. charred, uh, like a light and a medium and a heavy. Mm-hmm. And so this year, Put that into a jar, a glass mason jar with a sealable top, so it's not going to go anywhere.
1: So we put okay. So we did. I had you get uh, Kirkland whiskey. Yep. Um. So we're not fully invested in it this time. I mean, it, we're we're, well, we're like to eighteen dollars invested into yeah, it, it, it this time instead of like a bottle of whiskey. So what we're doing, what I did this time is I well I figured out because as I was looking at the as I was looking at the instructions, it said each like spiral core. Is like enough to do three gallons. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm going to split this up between, well, first I got out some of my, I have some empty bottles that I save them because they have the corks in them. And I got those out and then I looked and I'm like, well, there's not enough whiskey to fill these. Yeah. That would be silly. So then I thought, well I'll put it well, in mason and the, jars.
0: So spirals probably wouldn't fit in there because right. they're pretty that, there was that thick. I I didn't expect them to be that that thick. I thought they would be thinner so you could actually put them in a bottle. That was my initial plan, I guess, is you'd yeah. just put it in the bottle and just age it right there. And you can't really do it that way.
1: Yeah. So I figured out, I figured, okay, so three gallons has so many ounces. And then you take, so then I thought, okay, well, I'm putting it in a pint mason jar, which is 16 ounces. So I had to divide it by that and then figure out how many spirals there were in one stick. And so I needed Mike to cut off like one and a half.
0: Yeah. So I got off a little hand saw. Oh, I've had my saws all. That would have been really easy. That would have taken me a second and a half to cut through that.
1: So each, um, each pint of whiskey has like, I mean, what is it? Like three quarters of an inch of spiral in there. If that even half if an that, inch of spiral, yeah. like one little piece of spiral. Yep. So, um, so you will be
0: able to make about a thousand little right. pints of.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we will see what happens. I did. And it takes of- how
0: long? Was it six weeks?
1: Six weeks. Yep. So I did one of each. So we have a light, medium and a heavy, and then we have the little um, half pint of the control. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Got to know what it tastes like mm-hmm. before, just you can kind of compare it to see if it got better or worse. And so then I think you have to strain it, right? So to get make sure there's no wood left in there. Because so I'm pretty sure you have to strain it. You might want to take a look at the instructions. There again. aren't any instructions. There were instructions, I thought. No. No. Oh.
1: It says this is enough for three gallons.
0: Ah, oh. might have to take a look into that because I thought I read somewhere that you had to strain it through like a coffee filter or something like that, just to make sure there was no.
1: You don't give yourself wood splinters. particles.
0: Yeah, you don't want to drink the the wood. And well,
1: it's disinfected.
0: Yeah, I mean it's probably not going to kill you, but it might be a little pokey. Yeah, so, as it goes down.
1: Bah. Yeah, so I'm kind of excited. We'll see what that that'll connect. It doesn't seem like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, wood for a pint, but it's also only a pint.
0: Yeah, it's not a not a lot of liquid that no. goes in there. So we'll report back in another, another what five weeks or yes. so. We'll see what happens there, and maybe do um. So we'll have at least four because we'll have the control. We'll have the light, medium, and heavy. At least and four. Them.
1: How would we have more than four? Well, if we have other
0: things we want to taste against it, and to oh. see, oh, yeah. like a, what is a Jameson? Is it better than a Jameson? Is it worse than a Jameson? You yeah, know, we could have some fun with it. By the end of that video, we could have a lot of fun with it, <laughs> depending on how many we decide to taste test. Oh boy!
1: <laughs> well, maybe I will have to make you your uh, your health uh, your health vest. Yeah, see. and you can wear your health vest while we're taste testing.
0: I would do that because it would be healthy for I'm me sure while can, I'm testing would. whiskey course i would it'd be fun all right so i think this week being memorial day weekend we're gonna go have some dinner we're gonna cut this one a little bit short
1: we're actually going out for supper we're
0: gonna go out for supper because we got a, a super sweet coupon yes because you sweet. get emails right and they so get emails yeah we can't pass this it's like 15 dollars off a 40 dollar bill or something like 15 that off a of 50 off of 50 so that's yep. a pretty pretty good deal so we're gonna go out we're gonna get some dinner and not cook um and then we'll
1: come home and we'll drink some uh, kirkland sangria
0: Oh, that's right. We have some sangria. We'll give that a try. Is it? You've Mm -hmm. had some? Oh, that's what you have now.
1: I have it in my cup right now.
0: okay. You cheater. What? I thought we'd taste it together.
1: You were drinking beer.
0: Well, that's because I didn't know there was sangria available.
1: The big bottle was in the freezer. Oh, I didn't
0: see it in the freezer. Oh, she's hiding things from me I'm not hiding
1: it from There's two big bottles. Oh, okay. So a friend of mine said it was really good, so I had him get one, and then she said, well... He should probably get two because it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So
0: I will be drinking sangria all weekend at least. So that's good. So thank you everybody for joining us. If you want to follow what Elisa is doing between episodes of the podcast, you can go to ElisaTheArnisa.com and uh, you can see up in the upper right hand area, there's all the links to Twitter and Facebook and Ravelry and Instagram and all that kind of good stuff. And you can check that all out there. Um, Is this from this week?
1: Oh, I was going to do a blog post about that, and I haven't had a chance yet.
0: So watch, there may be something coming up on the blog about something about food and being funky,
1: something funky in the kitchen. And I talked about it before, but I just have I haven't had. I was planning an anniversary. Yeah, and then I've been planning like some really big new stuff for the store, which I'm so excited.
0: So that'll be an announcement. So stay tuned for that one in the next uh, I don't know a couple Couple, weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be fun um emails podcast at elisa if you would like to watch the video version of the podcast and the live streaming version that is happening right now as we talk and say all of these words you can go to uh, patreon.com slash elisa the yarnista and for five dollars per month you will get access to that video version it's a good way to support and help us out here and you can go and hang out in the chat and talk to people have a good old time and this week again, I've got Mr. Rogers in the brain, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end this week again just because I like it. I like what he does. He makes me happy. He's very calming and encouraging, and he makes me feel like I want to be a good person. And so I think he you ma- don't
1: want to f- you don't feel like being a good person
0: otherwise. I always feel like being a good person, and I want other people, I want everybody to feel like being a good person. Being nice to each other. Stop being mean to each other. And just be nice and help each other out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up this week's episode again was something from was a pbs digital something or other so something the pbs actually did a very cool remix of a whole bunch of mr rogers things so at least i'm going to wrap up and we're going to see you all next week
1: cheers
2: Welcome again to this neighborhood. I'd like to show you something. You know what this is? Maybe if I press this button. This is a cassette player with a little cassette in here. And there's nothing written on it, so we'll just have to play it to see what it is. Do you ever imagine things? Are they scary things? Are they scary things? Do you ever imagine things? there things you'd like to hang would like did you ever see a cat's eyes in the dark and wonder what they were what they were did you ever pretend about things like that did you ever pretend about things like that? did you ever grow anything in the garden of your mind in the garden of your mind you can grow ideas in the garden of your mind the garden of your mind it's good to be curious about many things. Think about things and make-believe, all you have to do is think, and they'll grow. Imagine every person that you see is somewhat different from every other person in the world. Some can do some things, some can do others. Did you ever think of the many things you've learned to do? you ever grow anything in the garden of your mind you can grow ideas in the garden of your mind, in the of your mind. it's good to be curious about many things you can think about things and make believe all you have to do is think and they'll grow fish some food. Yeah. Mr. McFeely, I didn't McPhee. order any whistles. That's what they call oh, these lights. do Did you feel like going like that? There are so many, so many things to learn about in this world, and so many people who can help us learn, and so many people who can help us learn. Did you ever grow anything? garden of your mind in the garden of your mind you can grow ideas in the garden of your mind in the garden of your mind, it's good to be curious about many things you can think about things and thankfully all you have to do is think you can think about things and thankfully all you have to do is think and they'll grow